On today's episode of the OK3 Podcast, you can expect some OU and OSU preseason football, some MLB trade deadline talk, and then we're going to jump into a couple segments for you guys. Let's get it started. Oklahoma, the world. <laughs> Anybody that tuned in, thank you guys so much. We're back again with episode two. Special shout out to all the people out there that listen to our podcast all over the city here in Oklahoma, all over Oklahoma. We had people in Nebraska, Colorado, Canada listening to us. Shout out, boys. We really appreciate you guys. With me, as always, Weston and Matt. What's happening, fellas? Yo, what's up? Excited to be here again. Really happy about the support from all you guys. You guys are the reason we get to keep doing this and keep being excited about what we're doing here in Edmond, Oklahoma. We're excited. We're here in the recording studio. We're just pumped and ready to get going. Thanks for listening, guys. What's up? It's Matt with uh, another one. <laughs> another one. <laughs> Let's get it going. Thank you guys so much for the EP1 listen. Let's hit it for EP2. Hopefully it's hot. Yeah, so like they were saying, episode one, already over 200 views. Which, honestly, wow. I don't think any of us expected wow. that, to be no, honest. No. <laughs> but um, we're back again. That just gave us even more motivation. We are fully committed to bringing you guys the best of the best. Hopefully, we'll dive into some more stuff you guys can kind of listen to. But before we get started, let's send it out to Bart Scott and tell us what we think about this episode. Can't wait. Can't wait, can't baby. Wait. Can't wait. They can't stop a nosebleed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So first thing we're going to do, we're going to jump into a segment we call L or Dub, basically breaking down the MLB trade deadline. What we mean by L or Dub, L, taking an L, we don't necessarily think these trades worked out for these teams. We're not going to break down every team, but we're going to kind of go into the teams that either are going to be in contention or might jump into contention for a World Series. Dub meaning we think they made the right moves kind of to elevate them to the next level, maybe make that push they need to make. So we're going to send it to Matt, our stat guy, kind of break these things down. Me and Weston and Matt will give you our L or Dub, and we'll see what we got. All right, let's go ahead and start out with the Brewers. L or Dub on the Brewers? I think they're making a lot of big moves. It's making it tough for my Rockies. I got to say the Brewers are making moves, looking to stay contentious. They went and got Moose. I like that move a lot. I really do. He's a good player. I mean, he proved he can play in the playoffs a little when they went and got a ring out in KC. Sorry, Matt. And uh, but you know they're they're here now. I, I like it. I think I think Dub. I think Dub with the Brewers. Yeah, with the Brewers, I think I'll give them a Dub here because they're a team that's kind of on the cusp of things. They got Lorenzo Cain. They got Christian Yelich. Kind of a team that has some young talent and some old veteran talent that can make a move. Pitching staff is pretty solid. A lot of guys you don't necessarily hear about, but they give you a good three ERA starting staff so they can keep you in the game. You just got to develop the runs for them. So I'd like to give them a dub, too, with the Brew Crew. I'm going to give them a dub. They did get my boy Mustakis from my team, the Royals. I'm going to shed a tear since the Royals are pretty much garbage this year. <laughs> just stalking the farm, baby. Yeah, we're just stalking the, the farm. farm. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to give them a dub, not because they sign stars, but they keep signing these support players for this young core. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think they're – I don't say they're going to make the World Series, but I say they make it far in playoffs. 
yeah. which is really good for their couple years since they got some young guys. So hopefully mm-hmm. they can you know build off this year. But who knows? MLB the playoffs are crazy. So yeah, for sure, who yeah. knows if they're in? All right, let's go ahead and get into the second one. Let's go for the Dodgers since they're the big market team. Jeez. Yeah, I'll go ahead and go. I mean, Dodgers always are a team that are looking to make moves at the trade deadline. Um, making a push when they lost Corey Seager, huge loss. Everyone's like, yeah. oh, crap. Well, that's that's going to hurt their lineup a little bit. It's going to help hurt them defensively a little bit. And, of course, what do they do? They go out and get the garbage fire of a team, Orioles, to trade that many Machado. So, I mean, you got to give them a dub for that. I mean, I give them a dub. I mean, I kind of knew they were going to go get Machado just because they're the freaking Dodgers, and they're just like, <laughs> oh, hey, we have bajillions of dollars. Here you go. Um, I like it. They gave up five prospects for Machado, so I didn't know. I don't really know. I mean, they got him for half a season, um, so that could turn out to be a or that could turn out to be quite an L. They're going for it, here. Um, but they're I think they're going to try to keep him. They're going to try to keep him longer. Um, but they also went out and got Dozier too. What a move yeah. on getting Brian Dozier. Um, they got Chase Utley out there, and it's just it's just not. I mean, he's just old. He's he's old man Utley. He's old. He's um, retiring, but yeah. he's retiring after this season. I like their moves to do that. I give them a dub just because those are some power moves um, to stay contentious in a very tough NL West right now. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to go ahead and give them the L, guys. I'm going to say because the Dodgers don't make it this far when they have these guys. I do love to watch the Dodgers, but for some reason, I don't feel like they're going to beat the Diamondbacks. I don't know why, but they I feel like the Diamondbacks have been having their number, especially this season, yeah. and giving up so many prospects, because they also gave up two prospects for uh, for Dozier, so that's seven prospects, so you're going all out for the season. If yeah. they win it, they look like geniuses. If they don't, this is going to be rough for the next yeah. couple of years. Yeah, especially with some of their starting rotation getting older in age. They're going to have to bring some of those guys up. Like you see in Oklahoma City when you go to these Dodger games. You guys, if you get the chance, go down there and you can see these people that you're going to see in the majors very soon likely because the Dodgers are always looking to bring them to the majors, throw them a one game in the majors, and then ship them off somewhere for a big-time yeah. player. I mean, so. Kind of like something we saw with last year, like Urias. I mean – yeah. What a stud of a young guy. And they went out there and, and got their their work out of him. And but I mean I think I think it's it's a tough move because we've seen this in the past come to bite teams in the butt doing that. For sure. I mean like we just said, the Royals, they sold out for that championship. Worked out great. They got the championship. But it's a process now. now it yeah, it's, it's a another process now. It's probably going to be another 26 years before it happens again. <laughs> the streak is back. So kind of going into it, I feel like a lot of the we're going to see a lot of big teams, big market teams. So going into that, let's see what the Yankees and Red Sox, what do you think you give the Red Sox, an L or a dub for the trades? The Red Sox are like... I don't know have their record on me right now, but they're like 60 games above 500 or something absurd. <laughs> like, And they, they go and make even more moves. Like, I think if they wouldn't have made a move, I'd they still, still give, give, them, a, the dub. I, I give yes. them a dub. And now yeah. they go and make more moves. Like, yeah. They are absolutely going for it. So, I mean, I don't have much to say about the Red Sox, except they are freaking on a tear right now. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think, like you said, even if they don't make a move, they, they get the dub. Um, but they do make the move. Um, they went and got the Twins' third baseman. What's his name? Um, uh, I don't remember his name. Escobar? I don't remember. Um, but uh, I think it was a good move. We'll fill a hole. Like, their only hole in the entire team. Um, they're going to stay contentious. I mean, obviously, they're one of the favorites right now to win it. Um, but I, I like I like what they're um, I like what they're doing in 
in Boston for sure. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and give them a dub. Same thing. They're just so good right now that I don't <laughs> yeah. see them Chris you know, Sale falling is a, off. is a god among men yes. right now. Just, he's got like 10 straight appearances of 10 or more Ks. Like, come on, and man. And this last series yeah. playing the Yankees, which is arguably the second best team in the AL right now. <laughs> yeah, and they, they just, just sweep freaking, them. They sweep them and make them look like their dad or something. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess that takes us to the Yankees. Um, I'm going to say the Yankees is an L because – Going after us talking about the Red Sox, they had to make some huge power moves to kind of contend with the Red Sox. They got a couple pitchers. They got J.A. Happ, who's already on the 10-day DL with Zach Britton. Yeah, (laughs) J.A. Happ's already on the DL with hand, foot, and mouth disease, so that's great. Um, But I just don't think they did enough to beat the Red Sox. Yeah, they'll they'll, they'll probably be in the playoffs. They'll probably get taken down by the Red Sox. I don't don't see it going any other way. Yeah, Uh, it's tough. (laughs) It's a tough division right now, obviously. I mean, you got two teams that are almost 70 wins into this season already. And Well, this whole season we've been talking about, you know, the Yankees are going to get Machado. The Yankees are getting Machado, especially in the very beginning where they made those oh, trades gosh. to yes. set it up. They never got Machado. So you, if you're at that GM or the organization spot, you've got to be hurting for that. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So I, don't, I just don't see I, – I'll give them the W because they did sign some pitchers that they needed. But it's a barely it's barely a win, guys. If it if any, yeah. So um, yeah, just this latest series, you see the the Red Sox put up a fourteen spot on them. They put yeah. up an eight spot on them, and then they three run or a single up the middle walk off on them. That is just demoralizing to the yes. Yankees. Mm-hmm. We've all been in that situation where you get the huge loss where you're like, "There's nothing I can do," and I'm just sitting here doing nothing. And yes. then you get the loss where you're so close, and then they just beat you on a walk off poke single up the middle. It's just like we can't do anything to beat these guys. Especially for a guy that you just re-signed because he's supposed to be the best closer in the game and he can't even last more than 10 pitches. Yeah, exactly. So do we we have any more teams we want to break down? No, I I say we go ahead and just try to get a World Series prediction way too early. Okay, our hot – let's call it a hot take. Our extremely way too early – Our barbecue chicken alert, Shaquille (laughs) O'Neal. Who to give it to? So, okay, let's go ahead and – just you guys throw your for sure team you know is going to be in the World Series from either side. I don't really doesn't really matter to me. You guys go ahead. I think for me, I gotta say, oh man, I take I take Houston right now. I take Houston on one side, and uh, I think just their pitching staff is too good, way too good. Um, and you know what? I'm gonna make a bold prediction. I'm gonna say Houston versus. This is tough. Yeah, we got a close race. We got a really close race. I want to say an NL West team. I want to say Marockies, but I know that's not going to happen. No, sorry, buddy. Um, but so I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say Strohs versus the Brew Crew. Ooh, I like okay. it. Ooh, okay. Um, I'm going to go with the the obvious one that I feel like a lot of people will probably pick. I'm going to go Boston from the American League just because I mean the guys are just destroying the game right now. It's just. They're killing it. And then on the National League side, I would love to go with my Phillies, but we are just too streaky, so I don't know. We're in the lead of our division right now, but I just don't think we can get it done. It's hard for me to pick against the Cubs just because they're the Cubs and they made some moves, but I'm probably going to go with the Dodgers. I think the Dodgers get it done and make it to the World Series. Just absolutely all bought in. So. Yeah. 
I would say for my American League is probably going to be Houston because I just know that they have the same, basically the same team as last year. They know how to win yeah. when it matters. So I'm going to go ahead and pick them. And then for my NL, and this is going to be crazy because this probably won't happen, but I'm going to put the Braves because they also <laughs> made some low-key moves. They did. So, and I think they, they got some wins on those moves. We'll just see how that goes. It's either they're going to make the World Series or they're going to, you know, not even make playoffs. Dude, so. yeah, that hurts too because Phillies and Braves are absolutely going back and forth right now in that division. So Yeah, if you look at the division-wise, the National League is so much better than the American League. Yeah, every division. just looking through the standings right now. It's just right so now. even. It's such an even race. Yeah, and don't be surprised if the Oakland A's make a little push. They're pretty hot right now, and with those Kelly Green uniforms, hottest <laughs> uniforms in the league, that'll at least get them three extra wins right there when they rock those jerseys. <laughs> So a little money ball action. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when so that's about all we have for the MLB. Kind of just give you guys a wrap up of the trade deadline, who made moves, who didn't make moves. Kind of just predictions with about I would say a quarter of the season left. I guess you could probably say maybe a little less. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Of course, we'll give you more coverage as we get into that. Cannot wait for some playoff baseball. So by the way, Texas, St. Louis, everybody had a fire sale around us. Yeah, just to let you guys know. So I'm not seeing. I'm not thinking anybody's going to make playoffs near us except Houston. So. <laughs> yeah. So sorry, Rangers and Cardinals fans. I mean, we got teams who are who are five and six games back selling out because yeah. they just know how top heavy the league yes. is this year. And they just know that this year is just not the year for they're gonna them. Wait, they're going to so, wait a year. So I like, I respect it, but I understand that there's either really good teams or really bad teams in the league right now. Yeah, so next segment we're going to get to, I'm very excited for this. Kind of going to bring you guys something different. We're going to call this um, this segment Top 5. We're just going to go ahead and call it Top 5. This week's theme is Top 5 Anything Sports Soundbites. So maybe an interview of a player, a play from the player, anything like that. So let's go ahead and jump it over to the Top 5 segment. Whole city going crazy. Top 5, no debating. Top 5, Top 5, Top 5. Yeah, let's go. So we're jumping into the Top 5. We're going to start off with Matt. Matt, give me your number 5 soundbite of the sports universe. What do you got? All right. My number five, which I could not find on the internet, the perfect one, but if you've ever been to a College World Series game, or really any high school baseball game, if a pitcher steps off the mound for a timeout or goes to pick off, there's always one or two parents that stand up and yell at the top of their lungs, Bach! Bach! <laughs> and it's the worst feeling ever, but in, as a fan, it's hilarious. <laughs> or the, if any pitcher gives like an inside move to second base. Right. Or, no, yes. it's a Bach! That's it's a, a Bach! He's not bark. coming set! Exactly. Yeah. He's got to come set! That's a Bach! Exactly. I'm going to say my number four is a classic Oklahoma. Oh, we're not doing number four. Let's go ahead and do everybody's number fives, and we'll jump into the next all right. stuff. So, all right, Weston, what's your number five going here? Number five, I got to love it. I just love the swagger and the... <laughs> Essence and the Skittles uh, Beast Mode brings. So I just want to I want to play it and just let you hear it. Hey, I'm just here so I don't get fined. So y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to. I'm going to answer with the same answer. So I'm just here so I don't get fined. Shoot if y'all please. I'm here so I won't get fined. I'm here so I won't get fined. I'm here so I won't get fined. Love it. Gotta love it. Super Bowl, freaking Super Bowl media day, and this guy's just walking in. I'm just here so I won't get fined. Not a care in his body. I love it. (laughs) That's good. All right, so my number five, I'm going to kind of keep it simple. Everyone can picture going to the ball game, 
sitting at the ball game on a nice summer day, and then you just hear this sound while you're sitting in the stands. This ball is crushed. Ooh. It just sounds so nice. What a shot for <laughs> Nothing like oh sitting in the stands and just hearing an absolute piss missile <laughs> launched into left field and seeing that ball carry into the stands. Oh. That that is just thinking about that noise gives me the absolute chills. So that's that's my number five right there is the crack of a bat. Alright, speaking of chills, <laughs> I'm gonna get into an old Oklahoma classic. Mike Gundy. Here we go. I'm a man. I'm 40. That's number four, baby. <laughs> I love it. I number love four. It. I'm a man. I'm 40. You come after me. The mullet man. I love it. <laughs> All right. So, Weston, number four, what do you got? My number four, man, my boy, T.O., just a shout out with him with his doing his weird speech thing. Just got his induction in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. weird Hall of Fame induction. He's bitter for some reason. I don't know. It made me think of back when he had to defend his old his, his quarterback. <laughs> It's not about, you know, Tony. You guys can point the finger at him. You you can talk about the lip quiver, the vacation, Ooh. and if you do that, it's really unfair. It's unfair. It's, it's unfair. really unfair. It's my team. It's my team. It's my quarterback. <laughs> if you guys do that, man, it's unfair. It's unfair. It's unfair. It's my quarterback. When did, Terrell, when did Terrell Owens get a Dallas accent? I don't know. That's unfair. It's unfair. I love it. Okay, so my number four is a huge throwback. This is brought up by anyone that knows anything about sports. Anytime you run into the playoffs or start talking about your teams getting in the playoffs, you're going to hear this. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? <laughs> that's, that's Jim Mora right after he was coaching for the Colts. They had just lost a game, and this reporter goes, so how are you guys looking for the playoffs? And this dude just absolutely, playoffs? Are you kidding me? So that's my number That's my number four there, Matt. What, what do you got for number uh, All right. Speaking of playoffs, 2009 NBA Finals. Let's go into the mindset of a Kobe Bean Bryant. Mamba, <laughs> Mamba mentality. Still waiting for a big smile out of you. You're up 2-0. What's the story? Are you not happy or you're only half happy or? Still to be happy about. You're up 2-0. Job's not finished. Job finished. I don't think so. (laughs) Dude, up 2-0 in the NBA Finals and the guy is just locked in. This just absolutely speaks to the Mamba mentality. The dude gets asked, why aren't you happy? And he's like, I'm not finished yet. (laughs) It's like, holy crap, this guy is an animal. So, all right, Weston, we're going your number three. What do you got for me? My number three. I love it. Got to give a shout out to those those, uh, announcers of the world. My boy, Stephen A. I love it. Funniest thing he says. He just he rags on these guys. Any whatever it is, MLB, NBA, NFL, boys, you gotta get off the weed. <laughs> Millions of dollars and you can't stay off the weed. Get off the weed. Because you wanna smoke some weed. You couldn't stay <laughs> off the weed. He ain't getting busted. So this is Stephen A. Smith talking about any pro athlete that gets busted on a drug test for smoking weed. 
All you have to do is stay off the weed. It's <laughs> millions of dollars and you can't stay off the I weed. Love it. I love it. Okay, so my number three, I need you to focus. Turn your radios up. This is about as good as a sports sound gets. I only have it at three. Take a listen. Starting at guard for your Chicago Bulls, Michael Jordan! <laughs> I mean, anytime you go to a high school basketball game, at some point in the game, you are going to hear this song. Yes. I mean, that's all there is to it. If you like, don't, you're doing it wrong. Exactly. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> if you don't play this song at your high school basketball game, figure it out. Mm. Like, let's go. Okay, Matt, on to number two. All right, my number two comes from my homeboy, John Gruden, <laughs> trying to explain this play. I still have no idea what it is, <laughs> but the way he says it, it sounds like it could be his wife one day. Let's hear it. I want to go over this route now. It's one of my all-time favorites. Erase all that for Real quick, erase daylight, it. We're, we're, hey, we're burning daylight here, Luck. You like Spider 2 and Spider 3 Y Banana? Well, Spider 2 and Spider 3. Give me a green right slot, Spider 2 Y Banana. Let's not make this real confusing. What is Spider 2 Y Banana? (laughs) I mean, the dude says Spider 2, Spider 3 Y Banana four times in 15 seconds. (laughs) Basically, what's happened here is John Gruden is, oh, he's now a coach for the uh, Oakland Raiders, right? And he used to run a quarterback camp, and every quarterback that comes in here, he's like, tell me what you think about a spider 2 wide banana. Let's go ahead and break <laughs> and it right down. right there, he's talking to Andrew Luck, <laughs> coming into his rookie year. And, you know, Luck, nicest guy in the play, is like, oh, I love spider 2 wide banana. I love spider 2 wide banana. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, every defense this year is going to have a counter against Oakland, <laughs> Oakland Raiders. It's going to be spider 2 wide bananas counter. Because that's always that's always running today. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Weston, number two, what do you got? Uh, number two. I love it. I love the intensity. We were talking about Kobe, one of the goats, but here we're talking about AI. Boy misses practice, and uh, you know he just but it's, hears it's, it. It's, it's easy to, to to talk about. It's easy to sum it up when you just talk about practice. We sitting here. I supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. <laughs> Franchise. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. practice, not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. <laughs> that again, another sound clip that'll live on for eternity. Anytime somebody's asking what time practice is or when we got to be at practice, there's going to be the one guy that goes, I'm talking about practice? <laughs> there's always going to be the one guy. Not so, the game. my number two, it kind of makes me sad because it, it doesn't happen anymore, but they took him away. They took your boy Chris Berman away from the home run derby. So, in honor of Chris Berman, my number two, right here. Just hit it again. One more time. We gotta hit it again. I was about to pee my pants that home run derby. Dude, oh I, I was laughing the whole time, and the best part is he'd be like, now up to bat, you know, Jose, but to back, back, back. <laughs> middle, of the, middle conversation, just screaming, back, back, back. He'd like swallow his word. He's like, 
So, I mean, you can't go wrong with Chris Berman at the Home Run Derby. MLB, please bring him back. back. Please. Bring him back. All right. Now, the one we've all been waiting for, number one. I'm really looking forward to this, Matt. Please give us your number one. All right. Speaking of eating words, (laughs) (laughs) we're going to go into the mindset of my boy, Lou Holtz. (laughs) Anytime he talks, ever. <laughs> I can't. Well, well, I don't get... I can't do brain bag. Well, I don't get... I can't do brain bag. So for anybody who don't know Lou Holtz, he was the old Notre Dame coach, and now he's on... Uh, Saturday Saturday uh, football. Yeah, uh, just the breakdown. Yeah, oh, the breakdowns. So oh man, it, it's hard. It's a hard listen. Oh, it's and like he, he has a little bit of a list, but then when he gets to talking quick, that's when you run into well, this. Well, well, I don't care. I can't I mean, the guy's a great guy, but I can't imagine being a player for him when he was a coach and oh, he got man. into somebody playing for the Notre Dame Irish. Yeah, and he <laughs> points at somebody and tells him to go do. I'm <laughs> smiling. In Try yes. not smiling. So, that is great. That's a really good one. Weston, what do you got for number one? Uh, number one. I love this. I just love it. It's just so straightforward. Kirk Cousins coming off a big dub, running down the hallway. You like that? You like that? <laughs> you like that? I love it. <laughs> Shout out to all my boys at Northwestern. This was our slogan for a whole season, just straight up. You like that, boys. You like that? You like that? <laughs> God, that is great. Okay, much anticipated. You might have to turn your radios down a little bit for my next soundbite. My number one, World Cup time, anytime we're getting a soccer highlight, any Latin American announcer losing their freaking mind when a goal is scored in a game. I mean, give the guys props. This is like, and the best is when you get a video camera reaction on them. They're throwing their headsets and trying to keep it on oh, when they're yes. screaming goals. So, I mean, it is just a thing of beauty. So, wow. I hope you guys liked it. Again, that was our segment top five. Whole city going crazy. Top five, no debating. Top five, top five, top five. Okay, so now we're going to try and jump into some OU, OSU football. Let's go ahead and get into it. Adrian! Adrian! I love it. So perfect Rocky theme song, kind of to break it down, go ahead and jump into the OU football preview. So before we actually jump into the OU football preview, kind of want to give you guys a um, heads up of where we kind of see some of these big 12 teams in the AP poll. So of course we're about to start with um, OU football. OU football is going to come in at the AP Coaches preseason poll at number five. So what do you guys think seeing that as OU is at number five in the preseason poll? Mm-hmm. I like it. Uh, I think I think OU, it always makes me nervous when they, I mean, I guess this happens every year. Pretty much every year, OU manages to lose a few big guys. But, man, they always manage to replace them and surprise me. So being ranked so high is, is, is kind of a, a nervousness thing for me. It's like, well, it's only really down from there. I, I almost like it when they're around the around the 10 slot. 
But, you know, I, I, it, it means a lot of people are high on OU this year, even after losing your Baker Mayfields of the world. Um, but I, I, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. See, this is where I'm going to have to disagree with you because I, I can't be okay with this. I mean, you're getting rid of a guy that's po- debatably the number one player in Oklahoma sports history. And you have a number five when you're replacing that role with a guy that saw minimal reps. And, I mean, I don't think it has anything to do with it. But he just got drafted number nine in the MLB draft, which is which is awesome. But he, Kyler Murray does get to focus on strictly football for one of the first times in his life. He's not doing a two-sport kind of thing. It's just going to be really hard for me with the their season they have coming up and some of the challenges they might have coming into it. I just think number five is a little high. I'm not saying, oh, you can't get it done. I'm just saying five for me is a little too much. Like I, I'm a little reserved about number five in the AP bowl. I honestly thought they'd get like six or eight especially since they're replacing quarterback. But Kyler Murray, his career percentage, noting this is minimal, not very many reps, but it's a 63.4% completion rating. And to know that, it's slightly over the average, which is not bad. So, And his couple reps that he did take at OU, he had a 98. He had 18 of 21 passing completions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's really good. Hopefully he can translate that. I love season. the speed he brings from behind, behind, the, behind the line. I mean, he, he's a quick guy. I mean, we saw that really be effective quite a bit last year with, with Baker Mayfield's effective running um, to counteract his, his throw game. But I, I, I like what Kyle Murray brings behind. He's just an athlete, so that's that's exciting to see. Yeah, definitely. So um, I guess we'll go ahead and just give you kind of a uh, players to watch. Um, you got Kyler Murray, a quarterback. He's replacing Baker Mayfield again. He was drafted number nine in the overall MLB draft. Gets like a $4 million signing bonus. Yeah. So the guys in college, he hasn't got the money yet. He's got he's, When he's done with football after this season, he gets $4 million to go play with the Oakland A's. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just kind of awesome. Another guy we're going to watch is Brendan Radley Hiles. So a, de- a defensive back, a freshman. You guys might hear him when they refer to Brendan Radley Hiles as Buki. Everybody calls him as Buki, kind of his nickname. This guy came in early, graduated high school early, and came in this spring. So he's been there all spring to kind of learn the playbook on the defensive side of things, which I think is huge. Um, He's very head smart. He's making an impact already. Um, Kind of a total package. Could get um, some reps on special teams, defensive back, maybe a couple nickel safety looks. So if this kid can step up as a freshman for OU in that secondary, that's going to be huge. Because, again, you see in that last game against Georgia, they, they kind of shut him down first half. Things adjusted. The defense couldn't stop a nosebleed. So I What mean, I'm liking about this, uh, especially the recruiting class that's coming in, is we've been getting a lot of defensive guys, and I think we've been missing that. Yeah. All Big 12 teams have been missing that. You look at the scores in the mm-hmm. past couple years – it's been crazy. So we, we, all Big 12 teams need to have better defense because I feel like other conferences aren't taking us as serious. Right. So next player we're going to go to is Robert Barnes, a safety. Last year a, at for o, the University of Oklahoma, the huge weakness was the safety. So a lot of long balls, a lot of long third down conversions being converted, really killing momentum on the defensive side of the ball. Luckily, the offense was well enough to kind of dig them out of those holes at times. Um, Robert Barnes didn't get full reps as a starter last year. He was a freshman. So this year you're looking to kind of see him get way more reps, um, which will be which is hopefully good for him. He showed flashes at times, so he needs to improve, but also play consistency. He needs to have a sense of consistency on the defensive side of the ball. If you can get that from his safety for OU just to shut down the long balls, I think you're going to see a huge step up on the Oklahoma defense. Yeah. Um, next, we got an inside linebacker, John Michael Terry. 
Last year, he had a preseason injury that knocked him out um, of the starting job at the uh, linebacker position. So he's coming in as a third-year sophomore, so he's taken his redshirt year, he's taken his medical redshirt year, and now he's going to be a redshirt sophomore. So he's going to find himself in the mix this spring, but if he doesn't come out and play, he might not see very many reps. I think he'll get in occasionally to get rest, but he can improve on his skills. If he can get to the position that they need him to be, they can put him at the linebacker position and push Kenneth Murray, a couple other guys around, or yeah, Kenneth Murray, push a couple other guys around and kind of get a more flexible um, linebacking core out of OU, which is very, very important. Exactly. I think over the past couple years when we lost to Clemson a couple years mm-hmm. and we also lost to Texas like two or three years ago, it's been the quarterback option. Yeah. Have you noticed that where we've been giving up a lot of uh, a lot of rushing yards on quarterback options? So having those linebackers are going to be essential. Yeah. So finally, my last one for kind of the OU side, um, Caleb Kelly. So a linebacker. Kelly didn't have uh, Kelly was okay in last year. Again, another linebacker. You're going to see a lot of a lot of times when you hear about the OU players to watch, you're going to see defensive side because OU has Lincoln Riley, a great offensive minded coach. We need the defense to step up. We need um, Mike Stoops' defense to really kind of get after it. So if Caleb Kelly can come in, be the guy on defense, kind of run that defense, and be the guy on the field that kind of helps things out, he could be a huge, huge, huge role in overhauling this scheme that Oklahoma plays. Mm -hmm. So I guess we're going to kind of see how that um, plays out. So now I'll just kind of give you a um, heads up of the schedule for OU. Uh, first game of the year, Saturday, September 1st, Florida Atlantic uh, and Lane Kiffin come to town. I think it's an easy win, but don't don't count out um, Florida Atlantic. I mean, they were electric last year, had a very good season, one of their better seasons in school history. Uh, next game you got against the UCLA Bruins, always a, a pretty decent team. Then we go into a little Big 12 play with Iowa State, which OU sometimes has that one or two games. Later in the season where they kind of fall off to one of those Iowa States, a Texas Tech, those kind of teams. So I kind of like to see this Iowa State game early in the season. Right. Kind of like get after it first this Big is their 12 test. This is their test. Exactly. Right. Then Army comes to town. I want to see that game. That would be kind of fun. Yeah, it would be cool to see a, a, an Army game, I think. And they got some sick uniforms and always it's just a the fun. triple option. Yeah, man. fun game to go to. Uh, then we got after Army, got Baylor, Texas, and then our off week. So, again, Baylor – not too much of a problem. Texas, it's always a toss-up. It's always this guy's game, that guy's game. Whoever wins it, usually it's close. Usually not many blowouts. Yeah. So off week, which is huge. The off week this year for OU, after their off week, they go right into um, TCU. That is huge, I think. Yes. A full week of prep to get ready for TCU, which a lot of people are picking at the 2-3 spot to finish in the Big 12, so that'll be a huge game. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where the stretch gets a little tough. you got Kansas State, Texas Tech, then we got Oklahoma State. And then you got kind of a, your secondary off week when you play Kansas. I mean, because, come on, it's Kansas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally you have West Virginia, who is honestly going to be pretty good. Um, got their quarterback coming back. A lot of people are picking this quarterback to be the Big 12 quarterback of the year. Some people have him on a couple All-American lists, so definitely watch out there. And then, of course, with the Big 12 adding it, you have the Big 12 championship game as well. So kind of my opinion, I see OU finishing in the one spot in the Big 12. Um, I don't think that's going to matter if they lose one, two games. I think they'll still finish the top. But if they do happen to get to that two-game loss, I think there goes the playoff, right? right. I mean, yeah. so they kind of fall out of that. So 
that's kind of our um, wrap-up of the OU preseason. Um, hope I made that easy for you guys to understand. Now we're going to send it over to Weston to kind of give us a little heads-up for Oklahoma State football. Okay, so Oklahoma State coming off a 10-3 and season, which um, in a lot of people's eyes was kind of a disappointment, um, which says a lot to what Mike Gundy has built in a program at OSU coming from, I mean, honestly, what used to be a semi-weak program, he's really, really built up um, that program. They're ranked 25 in the um, AP, right? It was the yeah, AP. Coaches AP um, In the top 25. Um, I think I think that's that's I don't know I can't I can't say that's low. It's hard I can't to put say a nail that's low. On that. I say twenty five is good for them because I mean you're losing guys you're losing um, Randall you're using Mason Rudolph you're using you're losing James Washington and uh, I mean those are some big names I mean those are your two keys yeah. to your offense and, and, oh and you're losing Aitman yeah. I mean you're losing those are three offensive studs. So you got to you got to find a way to put, replace those. You got to find a way to to build off that. Seeing as that's, I mean that's your awesome offense. I mean you got to see that. But I mean you got guys like Justice Hill returning. He has Good to God. be the offense. I mean, if you look at um, OSU's offense last year, they were a pass heavy team last yeah. year. And that I mean obviously you got a power arm. I mean you got to use that. But the only way that OSU really could get beat last year was by was when Rudolph was pressured. When Rudolph was pressured, he it, it didn't go well. So OSU had three losses last season. And in those three losses, Rudolph threw six interceptions and took ten sacks. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah, that's but in the ten wins, he only threw three picks yeah. in those ten wins and only had 13 sacks. So, I mean, if you keep pressure off Rudolph, you, you win ballgames. Yeah. And so, obviously... Going forward, where do we go from there? So, um, Gundy's really high on this new guy on Cornelius, on Taylor Cornelius. He's a fifth-year senior. He's out of a small town in Texas. Um, I, I've heard a lot of good things about him. I've heard he's kind of a quiet leader. The dude is uh, 6'6", like 220. Um, he's got the build. Um, he, here's a quote from, uh, from Gundy. He said, going into August, he's the best player that we have at quarterback position at this time. Um, he said this at the Ford Center at their final hour of Big 12 Media Day. And he said, could something change in three weeks? Sure. Do I have any indications whether whether which way? He said, no. Um, he said, do I expect him to be the starting quarterback? He said, I, he said the percentages would say yes, um, but I don't think there's a guarantee. Um, we got a couple other guys. I mean, we, <laughs> there's a guy named I mean, Spencer Sanders from Denton, Texas. You got Drew Brown from the guy that transferred from Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Um they're saying Sanders is, is a pretty good player, um, but it, it's a, it's a it's a fight. It's up for grabs. Um, so I mean, you got it. You got it. There's something to watch there. But I think Cornelius is probably gonna end up being our, our opening day uh, starter um, for OSU. Uh, I, I I like what they got going. It's gonna be a tough road. It's gonna be a tough road. Uh, I think they need to take. They really need to step up on defense. Um, for me, this year, uh, I think they have a. For me, I think the defensive player to watch, in my opinion, is uh, going to be Enoch Smith Jr. Um, this guy, he's got he's got a big place to fill on the D line. He's a defensive tackle. Um, I think last year uh, the main tackle for a loss leader was it was uh, DeQuentin Osborne. Um, he was a huge, I mean, absolutely a big guy on their line. Um, it's a big role to fill. But everybody's saying that he's going to be um, be their guy. He started he started out at Michigan State, 
Um, this is where he spent he spent two seasons there. I'm pretty sure. And um, so the, this guy's. I, I think I think this could be his year. There's a few other guys who need to fill the roles, but I, I I think he's a player to watch on the defensive side. I'd also I think Justice Hill is probably a, a, a sure thing for maybe an All American Big Twelve, maybe a Big Twelve team too. Yeah. Um, but uh, exciting things to see. So uh, let's kind of go into what OK State's schedule looks like. Um, they open up with Missouri State. Mountain um, West. That's 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 probably going to be a decent game. I I don't know. Uh, they 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 whooped up on them in their bowl game last year. Yeah. But you know, like we said, OSU's a new team. Um, next game, South Alabama. Probably a win. Cakewalk. Sure win. Cakewalk. This game is going to be a. This is a game to watch. In my opinion. yeah. Boise State, Oklahoma State, um, on the fifteenth of September. I like it. Um, it's a tough game. That's it. Normally, they, they, OSU is all about getting those, I mean, those sure wins at those first three. This is something new that OSU is doing. I don't know if this is the year to do it, but they went out and they got a Boise State. I think we could see a loss this week. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a huge, and AP poll, we have Oklahoma State coming into 25, right? Mm-hmm. Three spots above in Boise State, the 22 spot. Yeah. So you could see a, an early top 25 matchup, and yep. it could be a... Tale of which who's which team's season goes which way. I mean, yeah. honestly, in my opinion, I mean, you're breaking down the schedule. I'll kind of give you my prediction about it. So go ahead. Um, I'll take uh, and then I'll probably take. I don't know. I think I'll take OSU over Boise in that one, but I think it's gonna be a good game. Um, then we got then we got Tech um, versus Oklahoma State next week. Then we got Oklahoma State versus Kansas, probably a sure win. Iowa State versus Oklahoma State. Um, State versus Kansas State. Texas versus Oklahoma State. Baylor versus Oklahoma State. I mean, they got a tough stretch right right through there. That last half. That last bad. little stretch is, is going to be tough. And uh, then we fall, we finish up with three of their hardest games at the end of the season. This is where it's going to be whether or not they're a bowl team or not. Mm-hmm. Um, a high bowl. Yeah, exactly. I think they'll make a bowl, but yeah. it's a matter of yeah. the big, you got, big time bowls. You got exactly. Bedlam. You got West Virginia, Oklahoma State. And then they finish up with TCU. <sighs> Dude, that's, yeah, that's, a, rough. that's a rough stretch. Um, where's their bye week? Is that early season? Okay, it's after K State. Right. Yeah. Um, in between K State and Texas, they need that bye week because those last five weeks are gonna be tough. Yes, they are gonna be tough. Yeah. Honestly, in my opinion, when it comes to looking at the Oklahoma State schedule and who they play, I think it is extremely vital for Oklahoma State to start the season six and zero. I think they. Yeah. If they want to make a power move, I think they're gonna have to start the season six and zero. Because there's no reason they couldn't lose those last three games yeah. or another one in between. So they could start 6-0 and and lose four. Absolutely. So, I mean, I think they have to get the job done on the games they're supposed to win. Yeah. So um, is that really all you have for Oklahoma State? I, you got anything I, left? Think, I think so, too. My prediction for them this season is um, they need to go 6-0. and But ideally, which is a tough thing to win eight games in a row, but they need to start 8-0. and Because you got K-State and you got Texas on that back end of, the, of those, you know, those yeah, games. Those are going to be tough, but, too. If you manage to win those games, now you got a little bit of credibility. Because no matter what football team you are, winning eight games in a row is not easy. Yeah. But if you go out and do that, going into Baylor and going into Bedlam, I think you feel a lot better, you play a lot better. Yeah, well, I think it's, it's vital, too, because this is going to be a pretty young team we see at Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are saying, well, inexperience this and experience that. It's hard to call a team inexperienced if you start a season 6-0. and At that point, you're not yeah. an inexperienced football yeah, exactly. team and you build some confidence. So I think that is very vital for Oklahoma State yeah, I and say, Mike Gundy. I got OSU finishing probably with 8 or 9 wins. Um, yeah. I don't think they're going to crack 10 wins. <sighs> it's, it's, it's tough, it's but looking, looking forward to getting to go to a few games this season. Um, mm. Hopefully see some exciting things. 
I hope they just I hope they let Justice Hill take the ball and just go. Yeah, I just I mean, I'm gonna have to disagree with you. I think I hate to say it. I think Oklahoma seven uh, is sitting at the seven win mark. Yeah, I mean inexperienced new quarterback. Um, just not really the powerhouse they were a couple years ago, or even you could consider last year. They could prove me wrong, and I hope they do, but that is going to be tough for them to get that done. So, um, And then, so that basically kind of wraps that up. Matt, you got anything else on OSU? Uh, I'm going to give them eight wins. I'm going to give OU probably same as last year, 12. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I just don't see them making it very far. I'll, I have one question for you guys before we wrap this up. Who do you think is OU and OSU's kryptonite? Usually they have at least one drop loss against a bad or mediocre team. So yeah, I think I think OU's will be Kansas State this year. Don't be surprised if Bill Snyder has those guys rolling down in Kansas State. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be a very scrappy team. I don't be surprised if they pull off a win there. And then for Oklahoma State, I'm going to say Tech. I, for some reason, Oklahoma State and Tech always have a very a pretty scrappy game. I could see Oklahoma State dropping a game to Tech that they don't need to drop. So those are my two. I'd say. I'd say um, OSU has a close or OSU OSU loses back to back games to Boise and Tech, and that that puts them in the garbage. I mean, that's yeah. that puts them down quick. Chasing a bowl game. Yeah, at that exactly. Point. They're they're fighting to stay alive. And then I say with with OU, I say they have a close game with UCLA. They come out the next week and they smack Iowa State. But then give them three weeks later, I hate to say it, I think Texas takes one from us. See, a lot it's of people year. are high, a lot of people are high on Texas, but I, I can't Texas I can't believe it until I see it. No. So every year they keep saying, "Oh, Texas is back, <laughs> Texas is back," and they're never back. Yeah. So we'll definitely see on that. Yeah. yeah so what would you say your two are, Matt? I'm gonna say Oklahoma State's kryptonite is going to be Texas, in my opinion, because mm. I feel like. They've gotten a couple close, close edge outs, and they've lost a couple close edge outs. Yeah. And then I'm going to say OU is the same as yours, Kansas State. I feel like, I don't know, I just don't feel right about t- Kansas State. I don't know. Yeah. I can't really explain it. Yeah, so that kind of wraps it up. I'll just make one final comment about OU and OSU football. I see OU kind of finishing at the top at probably one, two spot if they do fall off the one spot the, to the number two spot in the Big 12. And then OSU probably dead middle of the pack. I could see them at the five, six spot in the Big 12. Just going to be a kind of a tough year again. So, again, that's kind of um, the show for today. You guys got any kind of final thoughts or anything you want to shout out? Anything like that before we wrap it up? I'm excited for football season to get started. Uh, I think I think we've got a lot of excitement things going on. It's going to be an even pack this year. It's going to be a lot less, I think, top-heavy. I think we're going to have a lot of teams fighting for Big 12, and it's going to be a scramble towards the end. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited for football season to start, and uh, I'm excited to especially get to see it live and stuff like that and report on it. Uh, I'm ready for football NFL. Ready for, to see some of these OSU and OU players start to get their time in. I'm ready. I'm excited to see Baker, like we were talking about last year or last uh, podcast. I'm kind of excited to see Rudolph. I think he's playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Steelers yeah, right? So I'm hoping Big Ben, you know, retires so I could watch Rudolph because I want to see him translate into the NFL. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that goes. It might go great. It might go bad because I'm pretty sure Landry Jones is over there too. Mm-hmm. OU yeah. alum. So we'll see how that goes, but I'm excited for both football seasons to start. Yeah, so again, great episode, guys. If you guys would give us the follow on iTunes, give us a subscription, write us a review, give us a five-star, four-star, three-star. Hey, if you think we're a one-star, give us a one-star. We just appreciate you guys listening. Um, If you have a Twitter, real quick, you might hop on your Twitter, OK3SportsTalk on Twitter. 
Give us a shout out. We'll give you a follow back. We're just trying to blow this thing up. Again, guys, thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Also, we're extremely excited for high school sports to get started. Hopefully, eventually, we're going to get some high school games of the week on here, kind of get some coaches in here, give them some interviews, and kind of see what's going on locally around us. So, again, thank you guys so much, and we could not appreciate it anymore. So, this is Wyatt Carter. Again, thanks for listening. Signing off, boys. This is Weston signing off. Really excited. Thanks, guys. This is Matt signing off. Thank you. Keep it a listen, and keep listening to all the podcasts. Bye. Well, I don't get a brain bag.